This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 193 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, Adventures in the Northwest. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections, for all your equestrian shopping needs. Equity Manufacturing, home of the Shake and Fork. And Kentucky Performance Products, scientifically proven supplements. Find information about these sponsors at StableScoop.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hell, hot water While using their tails as her own fly swatters So sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop and this is Helena B, and I'm here with Coach Jen today, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Yippee. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, good. Well, you, you're here with me today. You're my favorite substitute guest uh, because Glenn is on the road, and he's going to the Rolex Kentucky uh, three-day event up in Lexington, Kentucky. He is on the road, hopefully having a swift and boring trip, uh, the the competition began this morning with dressage and will continue tomorrow with the second day of dressage. And then Saturday is cross-country day. Sunday is stadium jumping day. And <laughs> he and Jamie, cross your fingers uh, that the technology all works. For the third year in a row, we'll be broadcasting live each morning on the Horses in the Morning show from the Kentucky Horse Park. Now, I have to laugh because... Um, I, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've been to the Rolex event and it's a big deal. So even if you're not into eventing, the Rolex Kentucky three day event is a wonderful spectator opportunity. So, oh, yes. you yeah, know, yes. you got the three, the three disciplines all rolled into one. You've got lots of people. You've got the beautiful Lexington countryside and of course the best riders in the world. Um, but I do have to point out one thing. What's that? But before I do, we're going to take a second to hear from one of our sponsors. So I got to try out something that I had never tried out before from Equity Manufacturing. And I, I had to get the help of some of the neighbors, though, Helena, because we have, we have sand paddocks here and then like a running area for the, for the horse when it's hot and things. And a lot of people in our neighborhood, there's 400 homes here in this equestrian neighborhood, about 300 of them horses, but a lot of them have them outside. So I had to find ones that actually kept their horses in stalls. And I did that. So I called two of them up and I said, hi, I'm your new neighbor and guess what? We would like to, to help you clean your stalls for a day. And they both agreed it was very nice. One of them used pellet bedding, and the other used shavings. So what I did is I took my shaken fork. Now, the shaken fork is a manure fork that's motorized. It actually has a little motor built into it. And it has a, at the handle, it has a trigger. So you press the trigger, and 
and and this thing vibrates. The, it vibrates the manure fork part, and it lets all of the good stuff fall out, and it keeps all the poop in the fork. And the theory is you waste less bedding. And you can also clean the stalls faster, as we've heard from a couple of people over the last couple of weeks who we've talked to about this. So I actually got to try it out, and I got to tell you, the first thing impression I had was this thing is heavy duty. This is industrial strength. When you hold on to this thing, you, doesn't, I was figuring it might feel a little cheap and plasticky. In no way does it. It feels yeah, solid. I had that, doesn't yeah, it? same impression. Yeah, it's a, it's a significant piece of equipment. It's not just a pitchfork you can get at your feed store. No, yeah. this is solid. This is, a, you know, and I tested it. Let me tell you some of the things I did. You guys are going to laugh. Uh, so I actually went to these people's houses and I cleaned their stalls. <laughs> And they were fascinated by it, too. So that was part of the fun of the deal, is everybody's watching and wanting to try it, and they're all trying it out. This is really cool. I got to tell you, when, when w- w- the shavings stall, you couldn't have too big a shavings or you can't use this fork. It just doesn't fall through right. And that's true of any, you know, this fork is made, really made for the finer shavings or the pellets, you know, that kind of thing. So... Um, we used it uh, on the shavings one. They used smaller shavings, so it worked just fine. Shavings fell through, and really, literally, what you were left with is either the wet stuff or the manure. That was it. That's what went into the wheelbarrow in that case. So I'll tell you what. It, you, I can see you saving a lot of money on betting, and everybody we've talked to that's used this shaken fork now says the same thing. You're going to save half your money on betting because you're not throwing away all of the clean stuff, it just falls through. And it, you do quick, I found, I did quick bursts. You just do, and then you dump, and, and then you dump. And I got through the stall pretty quickly, and that was my first time. I got better as the day went on cleaning, cleaning more stalls. So then we go over to the other barn, which was really funny. And this was sort of an elderly couple. And he was fascinated by, by this thing. And, and he actually ended up cleaning a lot of the stalls. So... The the pellet worked great. I mean, the little pellets just fell through. They had recently put in new pellets, and then they had one stall that had grown. You know how the pellets do. Yeah. And uh, we cleaned both, and it just worked terrifically. And really, when we looked at the manure wagon at the, at the end, mm-hmm. it was full of manure. There wasn't any bedding in it. Now, the wet stuff will stay on the fork. The one thing I didn't realize about the shaken fork is that it's variable speed. So the harder you press the trigger, the faster the thing goes. Well, if you go to full speed with some, with, in one of the cases, you would be all over the walls. I mean, you really have to be careful and get used to the thing. Okay, so we, we, we had to play with that a little bit. And, and, you know, he says, the owner of the equity says, Joseph says, when you get these, give it a week. Try it for a week and really play around with it. I can see why. Because you kind of have to get used to it. You kind of have to get used to the fact that you're letting the fork do all the work. I'm going to be using it more and more, and I think my neighbor's going to be borrowing it, actually. So, <laughs> so I think thank that's, you. How they, that's how they're getting sold right now. Somebody yes. buys one, and that's then right. like two or three friends try it and see it. And the next thing you know, a dozen are sold in one neighborhood. I guarantee you there's going to be some orders coming out of this neighborhood. So that's uh, thank you to my neighbors for allowing me to come over you know, and just say, here I am. I'm going to clean your stalls for you. By the way, they weren't too upset about that either. Nobody gets upset when somebody wants to come clean their stalls. No, uh, no, no, not no. at all. But that was my test and you can find them all at equitymfg.com. That's E-Q-U-I-T-E-E-M-F-G.com. And I want to say one other thing. They are a little bit more expensive than you're used to, especially the motorized one. 
but you will save money with this thing. It's going to last you a long time. And, you know, and if you have a horse husband that you try to get to clean the stalls, you hand him this thing. He's going to go clean the stalls just because it's fun. Okay. So you want to know what I've heard? <gasps> what did you hear? I have a friend who is working at Rolex right now, and she's staying in a hotel. And she posted on Facebook this morning that she is sharing a hotel with Johnny Depp. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Really? What would you do? That's what I want the stable scoop question of the day to be. What would you do? Would you totally stake him out? Or would you play it cool? Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so whatever. She's, she is staying at a hotel mm-hmm. in the Lexington area because mm-hmm. she's attending the Rolex Kentucky three-day event as a spectator? She's working. But she as, as an employee, okay. As an employee. She's a Bit of Britain employee, and she happened to proclaim to everyone who cares that she's staying in the same hotel as Johnny Depp. Now, here's, here's what I want to know. Because we have, we have to do the, um, what do they call that? Snope. We have to snope this. Snopes? Isn't snope where you go to find out if, if emails and things you see on the internet are real? Snope. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to snope this. Okay. How did you find out about this? Did it come across as an email, a text, or a tweet? She, it was a Facebook post. It's a Facebook post. Okay. Yes. Same, that's the same um, genre as tweet. Okay. What time of the day or night did you, was this post created? Uh, wait, can, can, wait a minute. What do you think? Someone hacked her account? No, 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 no. Just answer the question. We'll get to okay. the, we'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. All right, all right, all right. Um, what time? Well, I read the post this morning, but that's just because when I got to it. Um, let's see. This is kind of interesting. She is. It was posted 15 hours ago, Eastern time. So last night. So 15 hours ago would have been one. If it was 12 hours ago, it would have been 1230 at night. <laughs> so 1230 and that's 12 hours. So three more makes it 1030 at night, 11, 930 at night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, was this post accompanied by a photograph taken with a cell phone of anyone in a bar? No. Okay. So there is some tiny chance that there is some validity. Yeah. <laughs> because you know how Facebook photos are. Now, did she mean Johnny Depp or did she just mean somebody who looks like Johnny Depp? She says, and I quote on Facebook. Johnny Depp, well, this is what I love about this girl. Johnny Depp is staying in my hotel. (laughs) Johnny Depp is staying in my hotel. And someone says, you know, oh, my God, is it it real? She says, no kidding. I'm just going to spend the next few days creepily lingering around the hotel lobby. (laughs) So See, now we're going to have to send our minions out. All of you listeners out there, I'm going to have to make sure Glenn knows about this. You need to tweet it to Glenn. Um, to keep their eyes peeled in the uh, VIP boxes at Rolex to see if he's really there watching. Does Glenn get to go in the VIP boxes? Are we that? No, but we can, we can use um, binoculars to look in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going, the, the, we're going the high route, I see. We're, we're the horse ahead. radio network. We ain't NBC Sports. We don't get no passes oh. to no VIP boxes. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know what I think is the best part about that particular post is that Johnny Depp is at a horse event. That's great PR. That would be pretty cool. That's great PR. Let's hope the paps are following him around a little bit. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. He's, um, he's uh, oh, he's, he's in the um, 
Dark Shadows movie that's going to be released shortly, isn't it? Yeah, you're a big fan of that, aren't you? I used to watch Dark Shadows uh, growing up. That, yeah. was, that was what we watched instead of um, traditional soap operas. Because it was sort of a soap opera starring a um, vampire is really all it was. Well, so this, yeah. speaking of soap operas, yeah. uh, our guest for today <laughs> probably has enough material to write his own soap opera. Oh my gosh, soap opera heck. This is the this is um MacGyver meets Equitrekking. Yeah, Sans Vampires. Sans Vampires. Yeah, okay. skip the vampire altogether, but wow, what an interesting and fascinating adventure. I got goosebumps talking to this guy. I know. We're we're there's some bridges and scary things and not so scary things and food and John Wayne. We're going to yeah. hear from uh Jay Adams and he's going to talk to us about a really cool ride across the Northwest, and it's referred to as the cross-state ride. It's their 31st year doing it, uh, so stick around. We're going to take a quick break to listen uh, to a message from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to listen to, uh, we're going to talk with Jay Adams about the cross-state ride. It's a 17-day party <laughs> on horseback, basically. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, Glenn, back with you from the Horse Radio Network. I'm here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections, and we are highlighting a program you guys have going on this week. Yes, this week I'm highlighting our Mount Up to Rewards program. When you sign up for this program, and you can do that on our website, www.equestriancollections.com, with every dollar that you spend here at Equestrian Collections, you earn a point. As soon as you accumulate 500 points, you will receive in your email a $25 reward certificate. It's a gift certificate that you can use at Equestrian Collections on anything that you would like. And it doesn't stop there. Once you receive your gift certificate, you start accumulating points again so that the next time you reach 500 points, you will receive another $25 gift certificate. There's absolutely nothing you need to pay to get up on this program. As soon as you sign up, it's free and clear. It's free money. I love the fact that for you know for each 500 points you get that uh, tw- 25 bucks to blow on whatever you want, and for all of you horse wives out there, that's money your horse husband doesn't know about. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they learn more? Is there something on the site they can get to, or? Yes, on the home page at www.equestriancollections.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see the rewards. Click a box and you click on that, and there's an entire, all the information that you need to sign up. Or you can always call customer service at 877-872-4415. We're here from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, Eastern Time. Welcome, Jay, to the Stable Scoop Show. Uh, Jennifer and I are really happy to have you on because you're going to tell us about this super cool cross-state ride. It, it's a big deal. Um, it's the John Wayne Pioneer Wagons and Riders Annual Cross-State Ride, which is a ride across Washington State. Um, and this is your 31st year. So welcome. And, and tell us a little bit about the group, first of all, that's behind this ride. Well, thanks for having me on. And um, the group was started back when uh, the old Milwaukee Railroad uh, abandoned their right-of-way. And that was about the time that all of the, the uh, groups were trying to get a hold of the railroads and the old railroad grades and, and turn them into walking trails and that kind of stuff. And so um, our group was formed to do that. And 
Chick Hollenbeck was actually the, the guy that started it. And so what we do is um, right across the state from Easton um, all the way over to Tico, which is just short of the Idaho border uh, here in Washington State. And um, it, it's uh, 17 days on the trail and 14 days of actual riding. 17 days on the trail? 17 days on the trail and 14 days of riding. Wow. Okay, so now the old Milwaukee Railroad, where does that go? For that those of us from, Chi- from Chicago all the way to um, Seattle. Okay. So. And on the, the trail, it's interesting now because on the trail they've got, uh, you know, the mile markers that tell you how far you are from Chicago. Ha! Huh. As if the that world a- as if the world begins and ends in Chicago. <laughs> it does. It does for this trail. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fabulous. You know, I love the way every major city in the U.S. or every, you know, central point, um, it's sort of the whole world starts and stops with that point. So it's everything, everything that's relevant yeah. from Chicago on. And, yeah. and, so, how, and so you're in your 31st year, which is a long time to be doing something like this. What, what was the goal? The goal was to uh, get a trail that... Um, Eventually, they, they had hoped to be able to get it to go all the way back to Chicago so you could ride uh, a horse from basically from Seattle to Chicago on the old railroad grade. Um, like every other one of these trails, there's been uh, hassles with um, the private property owners and, and that kind of stuff and with counties and cities and states that, that either don't want it and, and all of that. So, uh, so far, we've got it as far back as... Um, just short of the Idaho border, and there's other parts of it between Washington and Chicago that are there, but uh, it's going to be a long, long time before it's ever a completed trail. But that was the goal. Uh, okay, but it's, was to, to, to maintain it as a recreational riding trail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now what's the connection to John Wayne? Well, some folks way back uh, when they first started doing this, um, John Wayne used to uh, have a house out in Squim, which is on the coast, and some folks knew him, and um, they talked to him, and, and let, he let them use his name uh, as kind of a bargaining chip and, and put some power behind the, the group uh, to uh, to get it all started. Oh, that was very nice of him. See, everybody yeah. likes John Wayne for a reason. We we knew he he wasn't just a good actor and a you know charismatic guy. He he was charitable. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And well, and when you look at you look at the at the little description here, I'm on your website. A typical day on the trail. Anyone who is familiar with the characters that John Wayne played, this is a John Wayne kind of a trail ride. A John Wayne mm-hmm. character kind of trail. Ride. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah this is something uh, else. Who goes on this ride? What kind of people? What kind of riders? What kind of horses actually show up? Oh, uh, you know what? We have everything from uh, little minis pulling a, a little carts. Um, all the way up to um, Clydesdales and, and Percheron pulling great big freight wagons. Uh, we have people riding quarter horses and um, box trotters and the Tennessee walkers and just every kind of horse you can imagine out there. And then as far as the type of people, uh, we have uh, bicyclists out there. Uh, we have folks that walk the trail with us every year. Um, and... They're just, they're from all walks of life. They're, uh, you know, you'll see people driving an old 65 Chevy pickup, pulling an old two-horse trailer and, and sleeping on the ground. 
um, to people that have motorhomes and, and really nice horse trailers to just everything. And what are the are the horses generally experienced, you know, camping trail horses, or do you have people? See, I'm always thinking about those fox hunters in the back who think it's really glamorous <laughs> and awesome to go out fox hunting, and then they have complete meltdowns on these big yeah. rides. I think are, Helena wants to know: Is this a good first time long distance ride for a trail rider? Probably you know, not. <laughs> There, there's a couple of things um, that we have trouble with the first three or four or five days of every ride um, every year, and that's the wagons. Uh, a lot of horses have never been around wagons, and I know that my first year on the ride four years ago, um, my horses, they would go anywhere on a trail and, and do about anything in the world, and when those wagons came by, they just kind of flipped out. They had no idea what that was, and those horses were dressed funny, and, and I'm not going to be anywhere near them. So my son and I provided entertainment for the camp for the first week or so um, every morning um, with the rodeo that we put on when the wagons would go by. And after that, they start settling down, getting used to it, and and uh, everything goes pretty smooth. It's not a hard trail. It's there's nothing more than a 4% grade. Uh, like I say, it's all on the, the old railroad grade. So um, once you're on the trail, it's pretty easy. There's some pretty high trestles that we go across. Uh, there's one that's really high, really long, across the freeway, um, four sets of railroad tracks, and the Yakima River. And that's probably about the worst of it. Okay, so you do need a seasoned, fairly seasoned trail horse. Well, and, and you discover when you go on these types of rides, I had the very good luck to go on the part of the ride across America for the Bicentennial in 1976. And when... 138 of his friends go across a scary bridge. Mm. He ain't getting left behind. That's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, true. And, and we have people that will ride across, people that will walk across. Um, you know, and it's, it's there's no, uh, there really is no um, animosity or, or, you know, ribbon people or anything like that. If, if they get off and walk their horse across some of the, the more scary trestles, they've, they've almost all got... Um, side rails on the trestle, you know, and that there's Wait a minute. Line. Wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. Almost all? Yeah, <laughs> oh, let me, let me tell my story, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll explain to you about one that doesn't. I'm right that, towards that, the that, end that. of the ride. Jen, you, you might got want my to attention. Off. You might want you to log off for this part of the story, otherwise you'll <laughs> never go. All right, let's, let's hear it, Jay. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. Um, my first year on the ride, my son and I were out there, and, and he was um, 12 years old and hadn't been riding for maybe eight months. Um, and I'd gotten rid of my horses years and years ago and swore I'd never have them again. And he started reading my list of more books and here we are. Um, but anyway, the last day of the ride, uh, we go through a parade, uh, in the town of Roselia. And then from there, we've got a 20 mile ride to the, to the town of Tico where we're, we're done. Well, that day it was pouring down rain and it was blowing sideways. The wind was howling about 20 miles an hour sideways at us. And so I had my hat pulled down and my collar pulled up and basically I was just kind of looking at my saddle horn and right off my, my horse's shoulder going across this bridge um, just to make sure that he was staying on a straight line because he was trying to kind of you know push away from the wind. And all of a sudden the wind kind of quit and I looked up and looked around and realized that, oh man, I feel like I'm about 400 feet straight up and there's no side rails on this particular bridge and it's a long ways across. And, uh, so that one scared me. Um, we've had people that have, um, gotten off, 
about halfway across that one and actually crawled across the rest of the way. Oh, that would be me. A, yeah. She was on a bit of a spooky horse, and, and um, like I said, she literally crawled across the bridge um, on her hands and knees. It's, that was the, the probably the worst bridge um, on the whole trail. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you back at camp that day. I'll be happy yeah. to make biscuits and gravy for everybody. <laughs> I'm getting sweaty palms. You talking about it, Jay? I know my heart's racing. <laughs> so, you know, it, it never seems to bother the horses nearly as much as it bothers the people. Yeah, I, no kidding. We should. You know how many times we we could learn lessons from our equine partners? Just look at yeah. them. They don't know it's it's scary. They, they don't have a fear for their own mortality. That's the problem. <laughs> no. Nope, they'll step, off of, step onto most anything and keep right on going if you like. Wow. So that's, that's the hairy, scary section. But mm-hmm. kind of give us an overview of a typical – now, for, I have one quick question before we do it. Um, a typical day on the trail, but do, do you have to ride the entire ride, or can you sign up for just a piece of it? No, you can sign up for anywhere from one day to the whole ride. Uh, oh, we have people that will okay. I can skip the day with the trellis. The okay. and, and, you know, some will do the whole ride. And if you do the whole ride, you get a white scarf. Um, but you have to ride every day of the ride to get the white scarf. Well, that, that's to, like, uh, wave in the air when you're having a heart attack on the way across that trellis? Is that what that's yeah. for? Yeah, yeah. No, you have to finish the trellis before you, you get the white scarf. jeez. Oh, I surrender. I surrender. I get the white <laughs> scarf. I give up. So, right. so, okay, so a, a typical day on the trail, um, you get up about, oh, five or so in the morning, um, feed your horses and feed yourself and all of that, and you've got your truck and your trailer with you every day. Um, and so you get up, you take care of your horses, and, and about seven o'clock in the morning, um, we all line our, our trucks up um, behind the, the school bus that will lead us to the next night, to that night's campsite. Um, so we do that. We've got a parking committee that gets everybody parked, and then we all get on the bus and come back to where our horses are. Um, so a then, bus takes you back to where your horses are? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, there's always some place to tie them up there, or if there's two of you, one of them can hold a horse and ride one. And um, So that's what we do for the morning, and then we ride. Um, usually about halfway out, we've got, a uh, like, a small 15-passenger um, city bus, a small bus, and it has a trailer on it that has four outhouses and um, a 500-gallon water tank, and we usually set that out about halfway um, on the trail each day, and so we can water our horses and use the facilities if we need to, and then we ride into camp, and then uh, depending on the horses, my horses are quarter horses, so they move a fair amount slower than, than uh, the folks that are on the Tennessee walkers and, and all those. Um, you get into camp and, and take care of your horses, feed them, set up your corral that you're going to. Um, and a lot of nights we'll have either a potluck or um, there's several of the places where the, the folks that own the land that we're on will come to a barbecue for us. Um, you know, you'll have dinner and all that. And then every night at 7 o'clock we have a um, camp meeting so that we can tell everybody about tomorrow's trail. Um, there's, you know, people kind of start to break up into groups um, during the ride, and there's some that, you know, play guitar and fiddle and harmonica and tell stories and whatever, and just kind of sit around and have fun, and you get to know a lot of people that you, you would probably never 
um, you never get to know if you um, just stayed at your trailer or, or stayed at your horses. But um, by probably 10 o'clock at night, most everybody's turned into bed and, and get ready for the next day. And and this goes on for about, you said, 14 to 17 days. Yeah, it's 14 days of riding. We have a couple of layover days, um, rest days, um, so you've got time to, you know, repair, you know, if you've got tack issues or, or whatever, and uh, if you need to run in town to get more supplies for your horses, we'll be stopping Othello, uh, so we'll all run down to the feed store and, and get more hay or whatever for our horses and, and restock our, our uh, food supplies for us and all that kind of stuff. You have to stop and get baby powder and hot dogs halfway through. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it, during the ride, um, is there a trail boss that's mounted that's riding along and he kind of leads the way and everybody rides behind him and then there's a guy in the back that makes sure that nobody wanders off so you kind of hurt all the participants yeah, we into have, the middle? Um, the, the only two, well, I guess there's three rules that we really have, um, is you can't get ahead of the lead riders. And you can't fall behind the, the drag riders, and you can't leave um, the area that's actually owned by the, the state parks, um, which is just the railroad grade and the shoulder of that going down to the ground. Um, because everything else beyond that is all private property on both sides of the trail all the way across. And on the case of the bridges, that would be inadvisable. Anyway. Yeah, um, right. So you're riding along, I had a question, and it's disappeared already, because I looked at that picture of that bridge on your website again and got all rattled. You're riding along, you can't, get, you can't get ahead of the first guys, you can't fall behind the back guys, you have to stay on the trail in the middle. Oh, so is this trail that you folks use um, open to the public in that it is technically a public trail that's a, uh, you know, a, tra- a park trail, so that you might come across hikers or bikers or other folks using it during the ride? Yeah, it's um, in the, the western part of it where we're up by Clay Ellum and um, Eastern Clay Ellum and Thorpe, uh, down through Ellensburg and Kittitas. Um, it's all pretty open um, to anybody who wants to use it. You, and like you say, you'll, you'll run across people out there that are jogging, um, bicyclists and walkers and, and that kind of stuff. Um, non-motorized use only, um, so that's good. Um once we get through Kittitas in that area and we're heading down to the Columbia River, uh, we actually cross the uh, military Yakima firing range. And this year there's going to be actually a whole division of um, strikers uh, along with all of their soldiers and everybody else out there um, doing their maneuvers and training out there while we're riding across our trail. So, Wow. Um, yeah, we'll have the military out there popping up from behind stage brush just looking at us wondering what we're doing there. <laughs> Which is always a comforting feeling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> last year we had a, a small group of, of soldiers out there. There was about 300 or so, I think, out there last year with their um, vehicles and, and all of that. This year there's going to be, um, I think it's close to 1,000 soldiers and, and all of their vehicles will be out there this year. Wow. In that same area. This sounds like a just, I, I, this sounds like a challenging but but fun ride and a once in a lifetime opportunity to meet, to spend some real time with people to be that genuine living that you get to, that you don't normally get to do, you know? Yeah. This is, I've added to my bucket list. Yeah. 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 I think I might, although did they take that bridge off the, did they take that bridge off the trail? 
Or did they put oh, rails no. up? Damn. Um, no, they haven't put rails up there yet. Um, we'll just skip and, that day, Helena. We'll be fine. Right. That's fine. We'll skip yeah, that day. Skip that one day. We'll take yeah. the alternate. Or you can get off, we'll we'll get off and walk across. No, I'm skipping it. Sorry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, look, at somebody else can ride Beaker across. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can, uh, or we can, if you can ride my horse, then you can just fly across the bridge. <laughs> ride it at all. Where can people find out more information about this ride and how they can get involved? Well, on the John Wayne um, website, which is um, JWPR, let me see, let me get it right, John Wayne Pioneer Wagon Riders, JWPWR.com, or .org, .org, .org. Or, or, um, and they can get um, all the information to get the application off of there. Uh, my phone number and my email address should be on there, and if they would rather call me or email me directly, they can do that. Um, we still have openings, so if, if uh, there's people that think they can get the time off and, and want to come out here for the drive, we'd love to have them. That's not, and, you know, I noticed on your website that you've got an actual schedule of each day's events and the trail description, the night campsite, and the activity schedule. So I would definitely recommend to Stable Scoop listeners, if you are at all considering this ride, Definitely log on to this website. We will actually post a link to the website from StableScoop.com, so you don't need to remember any of the details. Just go to StableScoop.com, and we're going to put links to this organization's trail ride and their schedule. It's John Wayne Pioneer Wagons and Riders Cross State Ride. And if, and you, just, if you just Google ride across Washington in quotes, yep. it pops right up to the top of the list. Just as good. And uh, so we have uh, we have to say a big thank you to Jay Adams, this year's uh, ride chair. Thank you, Jay, for joining us. You never know. Perhaps you'll see Jen and I out there someday <laughs> zipping by oh, you at breakneck speeds. <laughs> gives me goosebumps. I really want to do this. Well, come <laughs> on out. So We'd love to have you. Thank you, Jay. It was a pleasure. Okay, Jen. Are we going on this ride or not? Bridges, oh my, no bridges? Oh, what? my goodness. Well, see, what saved it for me is Jay did say that we can skip uh, days. We don't have to do every single day because, as I said, um, Gracie could ride Beaker across the bridge, but I ain't going to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll crawl but, across the bridge. That would be me. I would. There crawl. you go. You can crawl across it. Um, but, wow, what a fantastic and amazing adventure. It combines um, several of my favorite things. It combines horseback riding. Um, particularly horseback riding in the countryside, trains, I am a train nut, and camping. And I really like camping as long as it involves an RV. Uh, so we're, all we're going to have to do is buy ourselves an RV or rent one maybe. And I think, oh, I bucket really, yeah, I put on this on bucket. my bucket list in red letters. This sounds awesome. Look, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule and it, it's like potluck with the Baileys, potluck. Oh, I must be hungry. <laughs> okay, yeah. I keep looking at the potluck column. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, and it tells you each, for each day of the ride, the trail description is really nice. It's like 14 miles, scenic ride, you know, some bridges, 15 miles of farmland, paved road. Uh, sagebrush, wagons. It's its really nice. It's, I think you can plan out your, you know, if you didn't want to do the entire ride, you can plan out the best parts for yourself. Right. And the really interesting part about this one is it is a ride across some of the most scenic parts of the United States in the Northwest. Um, but yet it is not, quote, a difficult ride. It's not rugged terrain because it's a railroad bed. Right. And as most folks know, a train cannot go up steep hills, and a train cannot go uh, around sharp corners. So it's relatively flat, 
and easy to ride on, and it's all, quote, improved. You're not going to be climbing over boulders. This is not the Tevis Cup. Right. Right. <laughs> That's next year. That's, That's next, next year. year. <laughs> Let me see if I can conquer the, the John Wayne ride first. I know. That, that, let's start with You know what? The biggest challenge is going to be getting to Washington State, getting to the trail or the trailhead. Well, actually, it starts out from Chicago, right? Does it start? Actually, we didn't ask him that. It's it, it's only across the state of Washington, Washington, the part they do. Okay, right. Yes, and the the actual railroad bed that this is that this takes place on starts in Chicago and goes to Seattle, or right. vice versa. Um, the entire railway bed is not yet an, a public trail. They've been working on that for the past. 30 years and they continue to work at it every year and get more and more and more of it open to the public um, to walk on, bicycle on, ride horses on. And this one's really cool because you can take horse-drawn vehicles. Hello. I know. So Glenn nothing, can come along. Nothing else to say. <laughs> there we go. You can, I can take my husband. Yeah. Well, we're going to post uh, links to the website at stablescoop.com. So really, if you're at all interested, and if you're even not, if you think you're not interested, go check out the website because I bet you'll find a couple of things that might pique your interest and uh, check it out. Go to stablescoop.com and we'll put more information about this particular ride up on our website. Again, one last quick break for a sponsor. We love our sponsors. And then it's on to today's tack and habit pick. Jen really hooked us up today. We'll be right back. have individual nutritional needs and Kentucky Performance Products knows that meeting them can be challenging. It doesn't matter if you are a professional horseman or a weekend warrior, you want to provide nutrition necessary for your horse to thrive. If your horse is sweating, and I hope he does, he needs Summer Games electrolytes. Originally created for the horses competing at the Olympic Games, this formulation is a combination of minerals similar to the levels typically lost in sweat. Don't let dehydration and electrolyte imbalance sideline your horse. Summer Games is formulated to replace both the electrolyte and trace minerals that are lost when your horse sweats. Its concentrated formula allows you to easily feed the correct amount to meet your horse's changing needs. Summer Games is available in a convenient powder form and also as Summer Games Plus, which adds buffering agents to the already fantastic Summer Games formula and allows fast, accurate administration. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes by name at your local Tacker feed store or visit them at kppusa.com. I'm going to like this, aren't I? Yes. And they are fly masks, like many of us are familiar with, with, with ears on them, typical design, fuzzies around the nose, Velcro onto the chin. But they have faces drawn on them, kind of like a, uh, kind of reminds me of a Halloween mask for your horse. <laughs> they're wicked cute. As we say up here in New England, they're wicked cute. And they're new designs. I've not seen these before. I haven't either. These are completely different because you can get them to have eyeballs on them. And sometimes you can get the one that has a fly painted in the middle. And right. And I've seen one with just... a, I've seen funny photos with one like that has a snorkel attached to it, which is just for a joke. It's not really something you would want to leave on your horse out in the pasture. But these are, there's a pirate, right? There's a, with a, that's a, a, yep, that's a pirate for you Johnny Depp fans out there. What else we got? Pirate. We've got, we've got a, a, well, we've got the, the, the swimming goggles. Yes, the, the full, the snorkeling goggles with the little fishy swimming across yeah, it. It looks like Nemo on there swimming across. And my personal favorite 
is the pink one with the lady wearing curlers in her hair and she's got pink sunglasses on and big blue eyes and she's hilarious <laughs> we all we've all known a mayor like that so this would be this would be good for a nice mayor or a not so nice mayor or not so nice mayor what yeah i, I think every, any mayor would be proud to wear this fly mask it's, indeed it's um Irene. Is it, is it Irene that does the yes. Hallmark cards? Yes, Irene. It's Irene face mask for your horse. Yeah. yeah. And they do actually serve a purpose. They're, they do protect your horse's lovely face from flies, dust, mm-hmm. and they offer UV protection, which is just as important for your horses as it is for you. That's right. So. And it comes in cob and horse size. Lovely. I would take the horse size, I think. No, the cob size. Zeke is a cob size. I have, you know what? I'm starting to develop a problem with fly masks. It's like saddle pads. I just keep buying them because I think that they're great. <laughs> so <laughs> I have about seven fly masks. Yeah, I know. I really Yeah. Need I have the same problem with donuts. <laughs> they're a great idea. So just have another one. I have another one. Oh. I had a donut for breakfast or for lunch today. Ooh. Yeah, I, I did. I, I need to have a donut. Although I can only, I usually only allow myself to have that in the wintertime when I'm hibernating and I need my comfort food to keep me warm. But no, not, so, not me. All right. Anyway, we're going to put donuts, up donuts. to, uh, to this, this product at stablescoop.com. So if you're interested in seeing those, log on to stablescoop.com. Thank you again to Kentucky Performance Products for sponsoring this segment. And I think that might be a wrap for today's show, Glenn. Jen. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry That's it. That. That's it. <laughs> I know I like that because I, I can't do this on a weekly basis because I, I sweat bullets the whole time I'm doing it for being sure I'm going to foul something up. And, you know, I do, too. I'm always nervous. And I've been doing it for well, – this is we're going on four years now. And, and it's all editable. Like, we, it's taped. So if we say something stupid, we could edit it out. And yet, well, it's, it's, it's not nervous. It's, it's – um, it's the same nervous you get before the cross-country course, not because um, you're scared. It's, am I going to make a fool of myself? And yes, everybody can edit. We can edit out the, the foolish parts, but I can make a fool of myself in front of Helena. Yes, you can. You can always make a fool of yourself in front of me. That's okay. And you know what? <laughs> I'm so used to making a fool of myself in front of the world, in front of my family. That's fine with me. My problem is controlling my mouth because my brain works at twice the speed that my mouth does. So what comes out of my mouth is, are, is only really bits and pieces of what's going on completely in my head. And that, you see, is a recipe for disaster very often. Yeah, you're in the right business. No, I'm not in the right <laughs> business. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we're, we're prattling. So let's sign off for today. Go yes. ride your horse, folks. We're going to go ride your horse. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com. Again, you will find links, photos, and more information about today's guests. Remember, we do love your feedback, so please follow us on Facebook. You can find us under Stable Scoop. You can also follow our tweets at Horse Radio. And once again, many, many thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Equity Manufacturing, and Kentucky Performance Products. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And we will be back again next week with something fun. Thanks, Jen, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Tally-ho! 